Well, I got an issue or attraction. I said if you have a CCP, I was reading a story about China. No, if you don't have a communist, uh, a Chinese communist party, if you have a CPL. Oh, boy. If you have a CPL, should you be able to carry on college campuses? That's the question. And the 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 target of a new bill in Lansing that would curtail and and essentially amend the law that already on books that says you can't conceal carry uh, at in on college campuses, places of worship, hospitals, daycares, entertainment centers, whatever it is, you can't carry there. But if this law were to be passed and signed by the governor, uh, that would be amended. So you could carry on college campuses. You could you could carry on school properties, places that sell alcohol at, at private daycare centers, sports arenas, so long as they're owned by institutions of higher learning. Uh, Representative Gina Johnson uh, joins us uh, to talk about House Bill 4285. Uh, Representative Johnson, good to have you with us. What was the impetus for, for introducing this bill? Well, thank you for having me on, Chris. The impetus was uh, the MSU shooting and the whole discussion around how to get to a safer uh, community on campuses in Michigan, whether it's big universities or community colleges. And, and you know, I, this is obviously a touchy subject for, for a lot of folks, but but you're... you're contesting that if if there was somebody in the area that that had the CPL that was concealed carrying they would they would have been able to intervene there and potentially save some lives. Yeah, at least the potentials there. Um law-abiding citizens who then have their not just their rights but their ability to be practical and to be able to defend themselves um trained passing the CPL requirements, etc. Um, if that's taken away, then they just are like sitting ducks on a college campus. Um, I'm a mother and an aunt of college-age students, and I'm horrified that we would send our um, sons and daughters, nieces and nephews, off to college, and just while they're trying to read before their next class or finish a term paper or just eat their food in a food service, you know, food uh, lunch area, they might be shot and killed, and there's nobody there until the police come, which could take 10, 15 minutes, um, that nobody's there to stop the shooter. It's just too much of an invitation to um, gun violence. And we see that the statistics are on the sides of that statement. 98% of all gun crime is committed in gun-free zones. So do you, do you feel like the ideal candidate here to be concealed carrying would be students, would be faculty, would be like, who, who do you think would be the ideal candidate in this situation? Well, the ideal candidate would be um, someone who came back from a tour of military duty and they then go to college. But um, again, CPL, um, and we get mixed up on these acronyms, don't we? Three letter uh, terms, but the concealed pistol license um, is not without training classes. You have sure. to pass tests. You have to be 21 years old or older. You have to be fingerprinted. You, there's a background check on you. And this is not a light matter to take on all that responsibility as well. Um, for example, someone on campus, on a college campus, is, that's carrying a, a gun concealed. No one can see it. 
they cannot be drinking alcohol. They cannot be under the influence of a drug, you know, marijuana, whatever, while carrying a gun. So they have to be even more responsible. They take that responsibility on, otherwise they're guilty of a felony and they can do prison time and more. So um, this is a serious consideration that whether they're older students, you know, 21, they're seniors, junior seniors, often mm-hmm. are 21 years old, um, staff, faculty, maintenance, ground crews, parents that come to visit, people who work in food service, wherever they are on that campus, they should be able to defend themselves and the people around them if they choose to take that on and have and they're trained and they have get the license, et cetera. Well, I'm glad you brought up kind of the other parameters that go uh, hand in hand with with having a CPL. Um, not being under the influence of alcohol or drugs is, is a key part of that. And I think there are people that are driving around going, well, wait, wait, hold on. Maybe we shouldn't be putting uh, p- pistols in the hands of, of college kids who have been out drinking the night before and uh, are, are hungover or whatever. But, but the fact of the matter is there are strict rules and regulations and laws that go in place with having a CPL. Now, I don't know if you'd been following this, the, this particular uh, follow-up to Oxford, but, but there had been a story where they essentially were considering kind of a, a, a gun storage locker where there would be a, an X number of, of people that would have the ability to access this locker in the, in the event of an, of, a, of an emergency, of an active shooter. Um, and there would be long guns there. There would be a, a kind of a cache of, of, of firearms that could be used to defend the school and, and the students. Is, is that something that you would be in favor for on college campuses, maybe sporadically pray, placed uh, around campus that a select number of people would be able to have access to? Well, it's a step in the right direction. But again, whenever you have a storage locker, you got to, it's got to be accessible fast. Sure. And um, that's, that's a lot of steps. I'm, I'm in favor of any kind of help, uh, more resource officers on campus, more mental health assistance available when someone's breaking down or having trouble. All of that has to be discussed. But if someone has the training and the weapon is on them and no one can see it, that is the best option. And it, again, it's not a light matter. You have to renew this license every couple of years. You have to continue shooting and be good at what you're doing you've trained to do and signed up to do and you have to renew the rule the rules every year and they might be tweaked or changed a little bit every time I, there's another part of this discussion though i want to continue to um sound the alarm on this no one is talking about violent entertainment it is rampant in our culture and we're not helping our society we're not helping any part of our culture especially the young ones by putting out violent video games, allowing that, just a free reign in Hollywood to put out whatever they feel, movies, TV, um, on the Internet, and um, in music. And it's very, very violent when you stop and listen to the newest things out on the market. We have got to address this at some point because it's not helping us decrease violence and have more safe communities. Uh, what what's the 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 temperature around uh, Lansing for a bill like this? I, I I have to imagine this is a steep uphill Mount Everest type of climb to get this legislation through. Um, but but what have you uh, been able to gauge uh, from from your colleagues' uh, temperatures on on a bill like this? Well, of course, it it ends up falling on partisan lines, which is silly. 
if everyone wants safety, then why aren't we talking about what produces more safety? And again, the experiments have been done. Chicago is an example where the most gun legislation, gun control is like the legislation that was just passed in Michigan, which of course I voted no on all of it. That is not how you get to safety. Otherwise, Chicago would be the safest place in the United States. So um, I hope, I'm always hopeful. I will never stop hoping for the best. I know this is a long shot, but it's also part of the narrative and the discussion that has to continue. And I'm not going to be quiet when we're not reaching the goals of safety, improved mental health awareness, and assistance available quickly, uh, and the whole gamut of this holistic approach to the issue. I will not stop ringing that bell. And there are Democrats who do agree with me in principle. We just have to figure out how we're going to get to this point. Representative, I'm with you. I think this dialogue needs to happen. I think we need to continue talking about ways at making uh, not only our colleges safer, but our elementary school safer, our middle school safer, our high school safer at every level of our educational system. We need to make sure that we are doing everything we can to, to to protect our children. That has to be priority number one. Uh, Representative Gina Johnson, I appreciate the time. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. I'd love to hear from you on this. Where are you at? 800-859-0957, 800-859-0WJR. There, there are those that are going to say, well, more guns isn't the answer. There are those that are going to say, well, more guns are the answer. Good guy with a good gun uh, is going to be able to protect people. Um, and that may be the case. But I want to know where you're at, because this is a a sensitive subject that has unfortunately touched too many people across the country and certainly here in the state of Michigan. I'll give you my thoughts coming up. 800-859-0957. 800-859-0WJR. We'll get to your calls and texts as well. Coming up next here on JR Afternoon. Don't go anywhere.